Make sure you're subscribed to Issues Etc. Type Issues Etc. in your podcast provider, hit that subscribe button, and leave us a five-star review. This will make it easier for other podcast listeners to find Issues Etc. There continues to be good news on the pro-life front. Of course, it's not that the pro-life movement is without challenges. Challenges after Roe v. Wade seem to be as big as they were before Roe v. Wade. Welcome back to Issues Etc. Joining us to talk about declining abortion rates in North Carolina and Ohio, Dr. Michael New. He's visiting assistant professor of social research and political science at the Catholic University of America, senior associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, Paige Comstock Cunningham Fellow with Americans United for Life and a columnist for National Review Online. Dr. New, welcome back. Uh, thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Overall, what have been the effects of gestational limit laws in the U.S.? We can be very confident that gestational limit laws are lowering abortion rates and saving lives. The best data that we have comes from Texas. They were enforcing a heartbeat act as of September 1st, 2021. That was even before Dobbs. We saw right after the heartbeat act took effect, abortion numbers in Texas fell by about half. But what's really interesting is birth data. Then about seven months after the heartbeat act took effect, we saw large numbers of children being born in Texas. I'd say record numbers. My research that appeared in the Journal of the American Medical Association found that over 1,000 more children were being born in Texas every month as a result of the Heartbeat Act. So very good evidence that gestational limit laws stop abortions and save lives. What did the Guttmacher Institute recently report regarding the abortion numbers in North Carolina? They found that between June and July of 2023, abortions fell by 31%. So that's a good finding because as of July 1st, North Carolina started enforcing a new pro-life law. This pro-life law protected pre-born children after 12 weeks gestation and also had a 72-hour waiting period. So again, it was a good, solid pro-life law, and the data is very clear that it did reduce the number of abortions performed in North Carolina. What's the current state of abortion law there in North Carolina? You know, right now in North Carolina, they have a pro-life parental involvement law. They have an informed consent law. They have a waiting period that, again, requires that women wait 72 hours before obtaining an abortion. And they also protect pre-born children after 12 weeks gestation. What was recently reported by the Ohio Department of Health regarding abortion? Sure. The Ohio Department of Health released some data from 2022, and the news is good. Number of abortions in the Buckeye State fell by more than 3,300. That's a decline of more than 15%. So I think that's certainly good news. I think a big reason for this decline was the fact that for about 90 days in 2022, Ohio was enforcing a heartbeat act that did protect preborn children after six weeks gestation. So again, it's just more evidence that good pro-life laws lower abortion rates and save lives. What other kind of abortion regulations and laws have also been shown to reduce the abortion rate where they're enacted and enforced? Prior to the Dobbs decision, the best strategy we had for reducing abortion rates was defunding abortion, specifically making sure that state Medicaid programs did not pay for abortion. So again, we see the federal Hyde Amendment. You know, we have good data there that indicates it saved over 2.5 million lives since 1976. 
at the state level, we also have a very good body of research showing that state efforts to prevent their Medicaid programs from paying for abortion also save thousands of lives. So that's been shown to be effective. Also, there's a good body of research showing that pro-life parental involvement laws, again, laws requiring that minor girls either notify their parents or see permission from their parents for obtaining an abortion, they reduce minor abortion rates as well. You were recently quoted in the Washington Times. It was a story about efforts by pro-lifers to prevent women from obtaining out-of-state abortions. What was the story there? Sure, that we've seen a lot of progress after the Dobbs decision, that in 14 states, we protect all pre-born children. And these laws do a lot of good, but they're not magical. And sadly, there are circumstances where women can circumvent these laws and obtain abortions in states where the laws are more permissive. There's some pro-life legal analysts that are looking at, are there ways to try to limit the ability of women to obtain abortions from out-of-state doctors? I'm not a lawyer. I don't know really what the legal strategy would be in that case. But again, we want to protect as many pre-born children as possible and try to protect the pre-born from these out-of-state abortion doctors. You know, I think it's a legal strategy we should give some uh, consideration to. Give us an update on Ohio's Issue 1 coming up in several weeks. Sure. Issue 1 is the most important election for pro-lifers this election cycle. That in Ohio, they're trying to put an amendment in the state constitution that would guarantee abortion rights. That's coming up through direct democracy. The election is November, and the name of this ballot proposition is Issue 1. So obviously, it's a radical initiative. It would effectively legalize abortion throughout all nine months of pregnancy. There's a good chance it would invalidate Ohio's pro-life parental involvement law. There's a good chance it would require Ohio's Medicaid program to start covering elective abortions. So that means that Ohio taxpayers will be paying for abortions through the Medicaid program if this, in fact, does pass. Last Friday, you know, we just had a very successful March for Life in Columbus. I was honored to march alongside Ohio pro-lifers. So Ohio pro-lifers are active and motivated. They realize what's at stake. They have work cut out for them. You know, it's not going to be easy. The other side is going to spend a lot of money trying to put abortion rights in the state constitution. But I think Ohio pro-lifers are up to the challenge. Finally, would even pro-choice advocates consider these declining abortion numbers that we've been talking about good news? That's hard to say. People who support legal abortion sometimes do so for several reasons. You do have some people who support legal abortion but don't like it. And they would probably view this as good news. You know, they think it should be an option, but they would prefer that women carry pregnancies to term, but they do think it should be an option in some unique circumstances. The hardline abortion rights activists probably don't view this as good news. They would see declining abortion rates as the fact that some women are carrying pregnancies to term who don't want to. But we know from data, and in fact, from the turnaway study, that most women who do carry pregnancies to term, even if they were abortion-minded, are glad they did. They bought with their child. They love their child. So we know just from research, even research done by pro-abortion groups, that women who carry pregnancies to term are very often glad they did. Dr. Michael New is visiting Assistant Professor of Social Research and Political Science at the Catholic University of America. He's Senior Associate Scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute Paige Comstock, Cunningham Fellow with Americans United for Life and columnist for National Review Online. You can read his columns at our website, issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Dr. New, thank you. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Lutherans for Life will be hosting several activities surrounding the 2024 National March for Life, January 19th in Washington, D.C. Find out more about that at lutheransforlife.org 
lutheransforlife.org. Friday on Issues Etc., we'll continue our series Kids Have Questions with Pastor Jonathan Connor, and we'll talk with Pastor Chris Rosebro about Pop Christianity's reaction to the Israel-Hamas war. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for listening to Issues Etc. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc. is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio. I am beautiful because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am accepted because I'm a part of his family through Jesus' shed blood. Unity Lutheran School in East St. Louis, Illinois, shines the light of Christ in one of the most impoverished cities in America. Learn how to support their mission work at unityesl.org. Unityesl.org. Today, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I say yes to God in His ways. Join Lutherans for Life and Why for Life in Washington, D.C., Thursday, January 18th through Saturday, January 20th for the 2024 Why for Life Free Conference. Registration is open through December 15th. Learn more at why4life.org. Great events, speakers, and social time. The 2024 Why for Life Free Conference, January 18th through the 20th in Washington, D.C., why4life.org